Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast that publishes at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming and podcast services around the globe every single Monday, but patrons get it first. Thank you guys so much for being here, for telling your friends, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your cousin, for telling your cousin's neighbor. Thank you so much for telling everybody that you know about We The Gamer Cast. We're having a good time over here. I have to say, um, the scream is... Do you guys do you guys know Wayne's World? Does anybody know Wayne's World? There's a I don't remember. I think it was the first one. No, is it? Uh, hmm. It's the second one with uh, Christopher Walken, Wayne, uh, otherwise known as Mike Myers, Canadian hero. Of course, uh, puts on Wayne stock, a take on Woodstock. He puts on a whole uh, rock concert, and <laughs> there's a. I think it was. The, I think it was the second one. They had a guy. It, it was called Mr. Scream. Oh, that was a hmm. Somebody please correct me because I'm going back and forth on this. I can't land on which one it is. Mr. Scream uh, is from Wayne's World. This this I might be realizing in this moment that the hey, it's me, Sean Capri might come from Wayne's World. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least. He, he would it was it, like the, the, the pitch I hit today was basically that. Like, go back and go to a YouTube video and here's Mr. Scream is that's that's Mr. Scream right there. It's pretty close. Somebody can do a little a little uh, snapshot. Maybe um maybe Yarden. Yarden's been doing some great work on YouTube of me going to McDonald's, getting all my drinks and everything. How are you guys? What am I even talking about here? If you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. We're booking into August <laughs> now, man. We've got a we've got a great lineup of guests coming on up. Jordan is my guest today. You guys are going to love this conversation. But before we get into it, I want to I want to thank damn near 90 people at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. You guys are letting us live our dreams. We uh, man, we're, we're doing all the things. We've got the geek outs with the Scott Pilgrim. We did book one and two. You guys probably listened to that already. But I read book three. And Ryan Turford and I are going to be recording our full on geek out about Scott Pilgrim book three uh, on Tuesday. I've already got book four. In my hand, I'm going to be reading this pretty dang suit, and I'm excited, man. I don't know where this, this, uh, I, I'm in un, uncharted territories here. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the story, so I'm reading it for the first time. Uh, and in case you're wondering where you can find that, patreon.com slash carpool gaming, available to the $3 tier and up. Just like, uh, the gridlock, we have reached our $700, which is crazy to say out loud. And these are American dollars too. This is nuts. Um, we are at the, at the milestone at our goal. For the gridlock, which is uh, we put one game up against another game and people pick a side and we're going to battle to the death later on tonight. Today is Saturday, uh, June 25th. As I record this, we're going to record the first ever gridlock. The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. Who will win? We shall see. Patreon.com slash carpool gaming $3 tier and up. That is where you get the exclusive content. And I want to say a special thank you to our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels at youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. Dallas Ford, the co-host of the Blaine Game. So please support Dallas on YouTube. Uh, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, whose album In My Element is on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Lee, we need to talk. I just need to, A, take a bit of a breath here. But second of all, we got to get the hype train going for, for Extra Life. I'm already signed up. I want you guys on the team too. Skinny Matt, who I met at Extra Life, he's hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights. Wednesday night is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Skinny Matt K. And our latest ultimate producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. That's two B's, two B's, two L's. 
Please, guys, support all these ultimate producers. All the links are in the show notes. Our platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, Becky Rubin Navarro, and RJ Kern, and all of our gold members, Anna, Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cecily Carota, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Mostly Martinez, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom Danks, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. And I want to welcome on in Bob Blah Blah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining in. And as I mentioned, Robbie Bobby Miller now at that ultimate producer level, you guys. I um the the family, I gotta tell you guys, just a quick, just a quick update. Family is not feeling so great. Everybody's coughing up a lung upstairs. Everything is sounding really nasty. And I wake up in the morning like, is today the day? Is today the day that it's just gonna, it's gonna hit me? I'm trying, I'm trying to isolate. I'm staying down here, which, um, it's totally self-serving, right? Like <laughs> I feel very conflicted about this. I do not want to get sick. I hate being sick. And I don't think anybody else wants to get me sick, but I basically, it means that I, I'm down here in the basement with all of my stuff. Like I'm, I don't know. I, I don't feel very good about it. And I still don't even know if it's working. I'm washing my hands. Like it's the beginning of COVID. I think I talk about this with Jordan. Um, I was supposed to go to my, my niece's birthday. She's eight. She, I think she's eight now. Holy crap. What the heck is going on? And I can't even go. Cause I don't want to get everybody else sick, man. It's, uh, <sighs> it's too much. But in any case, I think I talk about this with Jordan, who is my guest. Jordan the Rose, who I met in person at the Xbox, well, just before the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Um, Jordan is apparently part of this ever-growing Ontario armada of gamers. I'm I'm calling, I'm I'm branding you guys. This <laughs> it's like everybody's in Ontario. Everybody is close together. You can meet up in person. It's a whole thing. It's very cool. I got to be part of it uh a couple of weeks ago. So Jordan and I talk a little bit about that. He hosts a podcast called Royal City Gamer, uh, I'm sorry, Royal City Games Cast. You can follow him on Twitter at JLA underscore 15. Here he is, my friend, Jordan LaRose. <music> Trying to not get sick. I, I need a couple more days for everybody else just to be okay, and then I can maybe be in the clear. But I was a little worried yesterday morning. I woke up and I was like, ooh, that could be my turn next, but today seems all right. So fingers crossed. I'm just staying away. I'm drinking my orange juice. I'm that's taking your vitamins, the whole deal. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to do what I can. I've run out of emergency. Have you ever had emergency? Like yeah, the, the, I don't I don't have any of it lying around the house, but but yeah, if you don't have that, you wanna like do orange juice. Mm-hmm. That protein like shake that I was telling you about, that's, that's Oh yeah. Like, all those Well now I've got a pen and paper. What do I have to get? Difference. What is it? So it's called uh ISO Gold. ISO Gold. I feel like I did write this down, but I don't know where I put it down. Yeah, okay. that's the stuff that I use after I work out and it's got like a ton of vitamins and everything. Yeah. Makes a you huge just want to you just want to avoid like taking the Metamucil and the what is the other one the Centrum uh, <laughs> Centrum Gold like yeah. all the multivitamins and stuff. We're not there yeah. yet. Yeah, the the Metamucil I've never Metamucil. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a problem, but I that's also because I love bread, so I've never needed like a ton of ton of fiber, ton more fiber in my diet, but. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Metamucil is the fiber one. What's the one with like all the? What's the multivitamin I'm thinking? Of? Is that cent- is that called Centrum? Centrum, yeah. Which you usually, I think you start like eating that when you're like 
You take, you start not eating. You start taking it when you're like in your fifties or whatever. Yeah, exactly. My kids got the the Flintstones vitamins. I don't know if those are yeah. actually good, but I don't know if those are actually vitamins. <laughs> to be honest with you, I have no idea if they're. I think like, it recommended. has like, it has nutrients and stuff in it. I believe. Sure. Yeah. It gets kids in the habit of taking like taking stuff. So. I probably should. I, I sometimes I, I I don't know where I land on this kind of stuff. Sometimes I see people with like their their handful of like sups of supplements that they'll take, and it's like this pill and this pill and this vitamin and blah blah blah. And it's like, holy crap, dude, that's a lot. But maybe there's maybe there's something to it. Maybe it's something I'm missing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the exercise makes a huge difference, right? So like, oh I yeah, think ex- the exercise I think makes a huge difference for your like your body to be able to like recover and like take care yeah. of it, take care of itself and everything. But yeah. Dude, it's a huge difference. I didn't go anywhere today or yesterday. Um, I just wasn't sure if I was kind of getting the stuff and I didn't want to bring it to the gym. And if anything, I just need the extra sleep to like fight it off and all that kind of stuff. So, but I've noticed like I feel like I'm going crazy in this house. I feel like I'm just like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. (laughs) You got that cat. You got that cat want to be part of this podcast? Yeah, and I'm trying to like. (laughs) <laughs> plug plug in and plug out to make sure that she's not like hanging out but yeah she's we had our uh we had our cleaner like come in today and mm-hmm. take care of the house and she's like yeah she's like I've, I've been in so many houses that have cats and i've never heard any a cat at all make that noise it's it's somewhat endearing but also Almost sounds like, like an alarm at the same time it's like yeah, regular like, frequency she's <laughs> like does she do that in the middle of the night and i'm like yeah she does it in the middle of the night oh, and i'm like wow. but like we're lucky like the two of us are like sound sleepers like nothing will wake us up yeah oh that's me chelsea is not a sound sleeper and max our what color is your cat is it an orange cat sounds like an orange cat black cat black cat black cat oh okay yeah Yeah, we have a we have a we have this crazy orange cat that really he um max made an appearance on the yumi capri podcast earlier today and i just had to i just had to kick him out you just had to get him out of there man just no But softly and like gently up the stairs and not really a kick, just a, a scooch. Just, like just a, scooch. a light nudge, right? Just a, of course, yes. While we're recording this conversation, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Light, light nice, nudge. Man. Dude, I love that you're done your basement though. I feel like you were maybe just getting started the last time you were on. I was trying to look up yeah, how was, long ago that was. I think it was like, I want to say it was like October or November the last time we talked. I mean, it feels like yesterday because we were, we, it, it was literally like yesterday because. Like well, we just saw each other like two weeks ago, right? But uh, mm-hmm. in, reunited. In yeah. Now back. Now back on the internet. Um, I've got the episode here, uh, which I don't number. I want to get back to numbering these episodes. November 29th, twenty twenty one. That sounds so right. Yeah. We hadn't done Christmas yet. We were both probably freezing our butts off. It was starting to get cold. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about doing the basement, but I hadn't like we hadn't kind of like pulled the trigger yet. But we were starting to kind of talk about it and. And get it going and then we started contacting contractors and going through the motions with that and figuring out kind of what we wanted and Mm -hmm. we were actually able to get it done a lot quicker than we thought we were able to start like middle of march and then everything was pretty much done by like middle of april to end of april that's was awesome that's fast dude that's really fast you know most people like one of the things chelsea and i talked about when we moved into this place is we wanted to buy a place that had a finished basement because we didn't want to live in renovations forever because both of us with our parents had been in like renovations for like decades we're like we just thought that that's the way that it went so the fact that like a basement can be completed in like a matter of weeks if not a couple months like 
dude, that sounds, I'm all for it. Because now it's the way that you want it, I imagine. Like, is it kind of what you pictured when you got started? Yeah, it was, it's completely done now. So, we, I mean, we have like a stacked townhouse, essentially. So, three floors. Oh, okay. Yep. So we yep. have um, the basement, obviously, now. But upstairs, it's probably about 1,500 square feet. But having the basement now is like added about 600 square feet of living space. Yeah. And we have the bathroom downstairs now. I've got like my gym and everything down here, but the biggest thing is the, my office Mm -hmm. um, was upstairs because we have three bedrooms upstairs. I was in one of the bedrooms and uh, Reese was sleeping next door. So I'd be up there in the middle of the night and she's obviously trying to sleep and it, it gets complicated, right? When you have like an infant trying to get her to sleep. So it was, uh, it's good that we have this space down here now because she can kind of do her thing up there and then. We also have a spare room slash second baby room eventually once we, oh. we start talking about the next kiddo. So yeah, yeah. When 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 do you think? Can I can I ask about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. We're uh, so we're we're getting married in August uh, next year. So we've already got that date planned. We've already got everything kind of booked. We have to start kind of like finalizing things probably in the next like six months. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, Maddie, my fiance she wants to wait until uh she wants to wait until we we get married before we have the second one which was that was our original intention um which we may have talked i can't even remember six months just flies dude i don't don't know according um, to the show notes we talked about having tough conversations having a baby and during a pandemic and what else um land parties (laughs) but i don't i don't do a very good job capturing the entirety of these conversations in the show notes i don't know how i would ever do that but yeah, we had we we essentially decided to have the baby instead of getting married right away, just because of the pandemic, right, and how crazy it was. So yeah, um, this time we she wants to wait until or we want to wait until she uh, she's ready after after we get married. So it'll be it'll be a bit easier, I think. After that, she'll the Reese will be probably about three, yeah, three and a half at that point. So well, actually, no, I'm trying to think, twenty twenty three August. She'll be two and a half, but by the time we have the baby, she'll probably be about three and a half. So she'll be out of daycare and she'll be going into like kindergarten and school. That's so then we'll, crazy. We'll only have one kid in daycare, which is the reason kind of why we want to do it. So if we can yeah. time it right, which we're super fortunate that we are able to like have kids super easy and we don't have any kind of complications. We're very lucky in that regard. So we're mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Hopefully number two goes just as easy, but that's the plan. That's the master plan. I like it. You're, you guys aren't. Uh, you're, you haven't been deterred by the first one yet to go like, eh, this is this is enough. That's a lot of people, man. A lot of people have the one and go, yep, that's I that's know. good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think. It, I mean, when we initially before we had the first kid, we were like, do we want to have three? Right. Yeah. That was the, that was the original that kind was of us. Like thought process, and then we had mm-hmm. one, and we're like, yep. do we want to have three? And like we we talked about it, and we're like, well. I think we should probably just take it one at a time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to have three, great, but let's get to two first and then we can talk about three. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, right now we know for sure we want to have a second and what happens after that, it'll just kind of be based on where we're at. Right. I mean, you have two, right? Like, are you guys, is there a third in the mix or are you guys kind of, are you all, you all out on that? Two, That's two is it for two is it? I think it's funny because we were, we were thinking, of at least three at one point. And mainly because like I came from a family of four kids and Chelsea just wanted to like, she's just 
born to be a mom. Like she's just totally embracing. She's just crushing it. And then, uh, yeah, the first one happened, like Lincoln happened and he was as easy as a, as a kid gets, I think. Like, honestly, yeah. he's just every major milestone. He's just like, he's just crushed and he's such a good kid and he has the greatest laugh and all these things. And then, uh, but even still, I was like, this is, this is, I, I don't even know, like hard is not really the word. It's just like, it's, um, the level of stamina was unanticipated, I think, yeah. as far as like, you just need to be on it all the time it seemed like they were just like day after day so that was a little jarring for me and um yeah kind of immediately i went well we have to have two before we get to three so we'll see how this goes and then ellie came around and was quite a bit more challenging than lincoln and i think i was the one who, who kind of first brought up maybe two's enough and that was a tough conversation man because the expectation i think for and chelsea's the one pumping them out too so like who am i yeah. to say anything but yeah, I think we've um, we've since after, you know, Ellie's three years old and hasn't gotten a whole lot easier. Um, so I think we're we're probably good at this stage. A little worried about is the twins. door closed. Is the door closed or are you, the door is not closed? The, it is very no? it is very okay. possible. Uh, OK, <laughs> I think I know All what you're right. asking. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, the possibilities be- are still there. Yeah. I mean, some some of my buddies have already closed the door. <laughs> Same. <laughs> You know what I Same. mean? And mm-hmm. It seems Close odd to do door. that like, <laughs> uh, at that age to like kind of do that. But I mean, hey, like so, like my one buddy has, yeah, he has three kids. And that's enough. He's, yeah. He's just like, no, it's it's time. Dude, the what other, if twins happen after three? What if you get twins or more? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How old are you? Yeah. I can't remember. How old are you? Like when you say that age? I was going to ask you the same. I'm so I'm 34. I just turned 34. And I okay. think. I think you're around the same age. Maybe are you a couple years older than me? I'll be 38 next month, actually, which is weird okay, to say. So you're a feels like yeah, yeah. 38 feels like quite a bit more than 37. Um, but I was 32 when Lincoln was born. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Ellie was 19 months after that. So, which honestly, I feel like this is for me personally. It was like the best time for kids. Couldn't have had kids a day earlier than than when Lincoln was born. Like wouldn't have been ready, wouldn't have been, I don't know. I was hardly ready for Lincoln. So yeah, yeah I mean, 32, I was 30. Yeah, it was 33. So it was yeah, around look the at same us. age as you, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to have the second probably when I'm, what will that be? And she'll probably be born when I'm about 36. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty crazy. Close. But I mean, when I was 30, man, I didn't even think I was at that particular point. I didn't even know if I was going to have kids same. at that point. So it's like. You know, you're just fortunate and I mean, thankful too. like a lot of people are having kids later and later in life, mm-hmm. right? Like my one buddy who has three kids, he pumped them all out before he was like 30. So it's yeah. like just Holy different. Cr- can you imagine? Dude, we, yeah. We, we were busy no. when we were in our 20s, man. We had stuff to do. We had, I don't know. I definitely wasn't ready for kids at, anywhere, even remotely in my 20s. Like I was just no. a completely different person. No, not even a little bit. Still figuring I was a lot still of stuff tr- out. Yeah. I was still trying to figure out how to be a man at that point, yeah. particular well point said and take responsibility for, for things and stuff like that and find my way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's your twenties in a nutshell. Finally realizing that it really is kind of up to you that the whole like pointing your finger at anybody else doesn't really do you any good and it doesn't get you any further along and probably no. isn't even true, <laughs> you know? No, it's, it's totally true. I mean, when you're, when you're in your twenties, like you, especially now, like this, 
a lot of the times people used to have kids when they were like in their early twenties and then they'd have to kind of like figure it out. Whereas oh now gosh. a lot of the time you're like, you're figuring it out in your twenties, like, and, and trying to find your way from, a, from a career perspective and getting you know through what, school though? and all that stuff. Right. Those, those kids are going to have the last laugh though. When, when you and I are in our seventies with our kids still living with us and these, these people who had kids when they were 20 years old, they're off like they're 40 and their kids are moving out and they're, they're still, they're just a couple of years away from this like look at donnie donnie's a couple years away from his from from having an empty nest i think yeah and i mean donnie's gonna have his kids gone by the time my kids are like in school exactly (laughs) exactly so he's yeah he's he's put in the early time sometimes it's good to just you know get an early start on those kind of things yeah and i don't think we like when when i look back on it like i'm glad we waited just because i think too like you kind of it's trial by fire too when you're in your 20s you don't really know what you're doing you just kind of try to figure it out i think like yeah i don't want to say like it's easier when you're in your 30s but i think if you have like you know a good head on your shoulders good financial base it does make like a lot of things from a parenting side of things a lot easier but definitely um, yeah i mean you do the best you can man yeah, man. Well, I'm jealous a little bit of your of your basement. Um, I don't know the last time that I've heard anybody puts like con- a concerted effort into a surround sound system. I didn't even know if people did this anymore. And I was I was worried that the, it was going to be a lost art because I am a big fan of a yeah. good surround sound system, dude. Like I we sold ours a couple of years ago, maybe two Christmases ago, and when the kids were really young and I just I realized I hadn't even turned them on in forever. So we just sold all our speakers. It's like, man, that thing sounded so good. And it's this was this is a core of who I am, man, like a good home theater system. I yeah. sold home theater uh home theater <laughs> stuff at at Future Shop, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so our uh so yeah, I mean, I generally don't like go. I'm not one to like go crazy with like I'm not an audiophile or go crazy with speakers or anything like that. But my fiance's brother-in-law, he has like a cathedral in his basement. Nice, um, just like cathedral. Like, yeah. Oh, it's nuts! So he's got like a 4K projector in his basement. Yes, he's, he has a uh, like a painted on uh, screen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these home oh, theaters, yeah. you can get like painted you can paint the screen right on the wall. Yeah. So he has all of that. He's got, I don't even know how many channel. I think it's it is like a 10. I don't know what, like I only have a five channel system down here, but he's got like a f- 10 channel or whatever the, the high end version <laughs> is. But God. I think he, I think he has probably about 20 grand in his basement. Like it's just yeah. nuts. Like what he has, but it's incredible. Like we'll go over there and watch like, live sports or we'll go over there and watch a movie and like just that's just the place to and, go yeah yeah for sure and even now like with our with our basement here like we were just before i came on the the podcast here we were watching uh we're actually going through harry potter right now mm-hmm. um we're doing the uh we're doing the 4k version from front to back nice so we're just uh, we're on chambers of secrets right now so we were like halfway through that and and Reese started crying, so I think Maddie just went upstairs actually just to check on her, see what was going on. But uh, but yeah, totally different experience, man. Even uh, like I'm a big F1 fan. Donnie's Donnie loves his his F1, uh, but I've been been watching races down here and watching that like on an OLED is just absolutely incredible, man. Especially in a surround environment. Oh my it's, god, uh, I'm so jealous. 
yeah, I'm very, I mean, super fortunate, right? I mean, to be able to do it, but I, at this point, like we were so invested in the basement. I was like, if I'm going to do it, like, let's just get it all done. Yeah. Let's go the distance and like put it in here and, and put it down here. So we got a 77 inch C1 OLED. <laughs> Are you so serious? Like, yeah. Yeah. Which even my brother-in-law is like, that's like, he's like, that's a crazy panel. I'm like, dude, you like, have you seen your basement, man? You're, you're, you're getting on me for getting you know how, big, how, how big did he paint on his wall for his projector? I think it was like a hundred, hundred and hundred to one hundred and five inches somewhere around yeah, there. That's is what he good, has. Man. Yeah, like it's 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 big, and I mean, it takes up you know a good chunk of the wall. But I mean, yeah, seven the seventy seven inch was was at, it was at Costco, like it was pretty affordable. Um, well, I mean, it's not like super affordable. I think it was like three and a half to four thousand. Mm-hmm. It was actually that's the, not the, bad though. That is a really good and an enormous for a TV. panel. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got. So the C2s that just came out, so they, they're trying to blow out all the C1s, which are 2021 models, and they brought yeah. out the new C2s. So they're they're pushing all of that through like Costco and Best Buy. So they put it up at like, I think it was like 38.79 Canadian. And That's so I picked huge. it up at that. But then I get an email Goes one to day. Costco.ca while you're chatting. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and I think, so it's still selling at 37.89, I think is what it's selling at. Yeah, on Costco dots and in stores. But when I was on there, I noticed that it actually price dropped, and it was an accident. Somebody price dropped it by like three hundred dollars, and I noticed it, and I print screened it and everything, and I called Costco, and I'm like, "Hey, I just bought this like two weeks ago. Like, it's gone down in price. I get three hundred dollars cash credit back. Come on, and and then next thing you know, twenty four hours later, it's it's off the website. It's disappeared. So. You got, got, so basically, you got the last one at that price. Yeah, well, insane, and, and even even better. And I mean, hopefully, Costco doesn't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> um, the, the speakers. So we bought the speakers at Costco, and we were we were doing a bunch of things that day. And I had to send uh, my fiance Maddie to to go and pick up the speakers at Costco. So I said, "Hey, like these are the speakers that I want you to go and pick up." Mm-hmm. And it was essentially uh, center, two fronts, and the rears, and then the subwoofer come separate so the sub you had to buy separate and then the five speakers were like a one price in a package so they put all the the products on the cart or whatever they rang her through and everything but because it was five speakers but only four boxes because the two rears came in one box yeah they thought that the sub was part of the the one thousand dollar speaker package but the sub was actually separate and it was like 399 plus tax so i Maddie gets home, like we get all the boxes out. I check the receipt. I'm like reading through the receipt and I'm like, hey, I'm like, is there another receipt? She's like, no, that was it. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, they just gave us the sub for free because like, no yeah, they literally checked way. it. Yeah. So I got the I got the sub for free. <laughs> they let us walk out with it. Um, which is wild. So I actually did really really well on the sound system like even my brother-in-law was impressed he's like even if you had paid full price you got like a great setup here that'll be that'll last you for a really long time but he's like the fact that you got the money off the tv and the sub like is is incredible are the fronts so, are they all kind of the same size or all that kind of like bookshelf kind of size of speaker no Satellites? so the the ones uh in the front they're uh they're towers yes so they're my like, man yes. yeah so they're probably like uh 
I don't know, three, three and, three and a half, half feet. feet. Mm-hmm. And they're about 12 inches wide. They're just yeah, tall, like skinny ones. ones. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big, like uh big corner sub. That's like, I don't know, 30 by 24. So Dude. it's a full, like it's a full decked out system. The center is like the size of the rear, but it's just like a, a rectangular box. So sure. So yeah, I got a good deal there. And then I got the receiver at, uh, at a different store. I got a Yamaha. I got a Yamaha. It's uh, a yeah. RX RXV4, I think is what it's called. So oh, it's, damn. I'm out of my element here. I haven't had a, I haven't looked at a Yamaha hey, amp in a yeah. while. So I was going to get a Denon, but the Denon one that I wanted was, uh, was actually sold out. So the guy there were just recommending, he's like, this is pretty much like the exact same product. It's actually yeah. slightly better. And, he gave me he gave me it for pretty much the same price and my brother-in-law recommended yeah he's like that's a great product so it was good yeah. and i mean we in the basement because we were we were getting the basement completely set up we we did all the wiring ourselves so mm-hmm. the wiring was done before we put up all the walls and everything so we got all the speaker wire kind of going up through the through the roof or yeah. through the ceiling essentially and, and fed what kind of ceiling did you do did you do suspended or are you did you drywall the ceiling yeah we just yeah we drywall but we had up. to do yeah we had to do a drop down like around the tv um, yeah just because it was we had to all of the uh the ventilation and everything has to go out towards the backyard yeah um so there's a bit of a drop down at the tv but it's um it's fine there's still like like a ton of clearance and everything and it actually kind of helps to like keep the the light essentially from whatever like we have very oh, small yeah. windows anyway mm-hmm. so it helps to keep the viewing area like like pretty secluded i guess you could say is maybe yeah. that's the word but yeah i'd, but yeah, I'd see it, it i could picture it dude this is this, i've had um i've had a yamaha i've had a denon and um a couple harman cartons in my day yeah. and i i my always use a harman carton oh i love those amps man they're, they're just yeah. they just look nice. I actually think that I probably got more sound out of my Yamahas. I think I ended up going to Denon because they had some really inexpensive like 4K stuff near the end. Um, but yeah, the Yamaha was just like these just horsepower behind these things, man. Just crank yeah. those things. Holy crap! Yeah, and even this even this one, man. Like you just like you can rip it up to like z- even if you just take it to zero and it'll like mm-hmm. it'll shake the it'll shake the room. Ah. It's wild, man. Like I'm put, so like, jealous. It's <laughs> awesome. I know. Well, and it's I'm yeah, super lucky, man. Like just to have this space down you. here now, which is great. So it's uh yeah, it's awesome. I don't know. I still have to fill the room. Like that's the biggest thing now too, is With like what? trying to what do you get mean? just stuff on the wall. Like it's just everything oh, is okay. like uh, it's like a blank canvas and stuff. Yeah. But, um yeah, and I have to finish the stairs actually, because we had like like I did all the flooring myself, um, Good and for all the you. Trim, trim work and everything. But the the stairs, we left the stairs because they're pretty much just builder just grade stairs. stairs. But, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna put. I'm actually. I went today. I'm gonna get the. Uh, I'm gonna get Home Depot just to bring in like some carpet, and we'll yeah. just put carpet on the stairs and then finish that off nicely. And then I still have to do like some sanding and some painting. And I'm on vacation. Look at you. Yeah, I'm on holiday now till uh, July 4th. Are you July really? 4th. Yeah, it's first, so day, big, first day of vacation. You have a big honey-do list and a bunch of stuff to do, get done? Uh, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I have to, the, on the honey-do list is try to be at the golf course every day for a couple hours. That's not a honey-do list. <laughs> no, no, there's not. 
There's not much actually that necessarily needs to get done. I do need to do a couple things down here, but uh, I actually ended up uh, resigning at my current job of 13 yes. years. How's yeah, that feel? So, that's weird. 13 years, man. That's a, that's yeah. a habit. It's bittersweet, man. It's yeah, kinda, I'll bet. It's all sorts of different feelings, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's very... Uh, it's exciting, but it's also sad at the same time. It's kind of, it's, it's not what I necessarily kind of expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, uh, it got this exciting opportunity. Essentially I'll be working remotely full time, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's for a lot more money, which is obviously really good, especially with all the different things kind of going on with inflation and all and whatnot in the economy. So it's, it's going to be good for our family. And it's also a big like uh, career advancement, big title advancement as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's exciting, man. Big change. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I like like simple a lot of the time. I'm not like huge on, on change, but I, but you know, I feel but like you got a baby, happen. you got a new basement, you got your new surround sound, new job. Like, why not, man? Yeah. We got to go through these transformations every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, uh, yeah, just, it kind of got to the point, like in that role where I think if I had kind of spent, you know, two, three, four five years there, I probably would have been in the same position. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. It is kind of one of those things I've been telling my friends like the the last couple of weeks where it's like it's a lot like a relationship with, you know, another woman where it's like at some point in time. Like, <laughs> Out with the old and in with the some new. Point, <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. But it's also kind of like you both kind of recognize at a certain point that like the relationship's kind of not going anywhere and it's best to that you both go your separate ways. And that was kind of something that I started to recognize a lot over the last like six to 12 months that it just, yeah, it just didn't make sense to kind of stay there. And with the way the market is right now, like I actually had, I had two like firm offers and then I probably had, well, not probably, I had one other offer that probably would have gone through if I had have seen it kind of through. So it's, there's lots of opportunities out there and like to stay somewhere where, your career is not kind of advancing or, you know, you might not necessarily feel like you're getting maybe the respect that you need to get on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's a great time to be looking. That's for sure. That's an interesting point. Yeah. I think it is sort of like a, I don't know what like the equivalent would be for like housing if it's a buyers or sellers, but it's, you know, I guess we're sellers as employees. Are we sellers? I think, yeah. Cause if you're, yeah, the employers would be buying up the the labor in any case. Yeah. It's good time to just like you're pimping yourself, you know? A little, I guess a little bit, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, cause I know that this has happened for you recently. Um, like what it means for you as far as like being the, the man of the house, as it were, like the, the providing, are you, are you sort of like the main breadwinner of the house? And, and what does that mean for you if that is your role? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think it's a, yeah, it's a great question. Like, you know, with the pandemic going on, like there's actually been a lot of opportunities in the last two years where I could have moved. Right. But I think Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that really wasn't possible because, you know, my wife is, or my, my wife, my future wife wife yes, it feels um, good, right? Yeah. She's a teacher. (laughs) Um, but we, we also decided to have a child in, in August of 2020 and, you know, we, we got pregnant pretty quickly. So at that point in time, you know, it, we knew that, she was going to be going on mat leave and you know, that kind of changes the the finances and stuff like Big that. Time. So I think, 
um, kind of at that point, it changes your approach as far as how you go with your own career and, and, you know, is, does it make sense to take risks? Right. And I think right. in the middle of the middle of pandemic, right. It's like, okay, she's going on mat leave at this point in time. Like, right. What, what we need is stability. Right. So that's me working, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I am the breadwinner, but I think like, like our dynamic as a family too, is like both of us have like careers and both of us, um, want to like contribute like on an even standing and I mean her career where it's going I mean it is it's very possible like as we get further along like she's going to be earning more than me and yeah. that's totally and that's totally fine for me like that's great I think it's awesome right but um, as far as like the last two years like I had to for me it's I need to just continue to keep doing what I'm doing in my role and making sure that I'm getting, you know, a regular paycheck and supporting the family. And then, you know, once she goes back to work, then at that point in time, you know, it actually all kind of happened in and around the same time when she was going back to work that, Hey, it's kind of, it's time for me to leave. I need to start kind of looking. So yeah, she's been super supportive and, uh, and it just, it kind of all worked out. It took me about two months to kind of figure it all out, which is, seems like a short period of time right Mm -hmm. but in this market like that's like a lifetime with with how quickly people are getting hired out there but but yeah i mean that's that's definitely been been a challenge especially over the last two years because i think during that period i probably would have wanted to move or leave at that uh, my current position um but you know you got to put your family first right and do what's best to make sure that you're you're paying the bills and that you put keep a roof over you and your wife and your your newly born child's head and taking a risk with with a new job right especially in a, the middle of a pandemic is is not a good idea really because especially when you have 13 years right like when you have like a tenor built behind you um for those in the US I don't know exactly how it works but in Canada I mean you have certain legal rights um, that even people in Canada don't really understand. But if you've been with a company for a certain period of time, um, a company is obligated to pay you um, a certain amount of money if they terminate you without cause, um, which is important in an environment where um, you're in the middle of a pandemic, right? And a company may decide that they just want to arbitrarily lay people off. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that um, companies can do that, but they are obligated to pay you i mean generally it's in between one to two weeks for however many years of service yeah i don't have the exact um legal side of things in front of me but yeah you have essentially they're obligated to pay you that so a lot of what happened i found like just being on the management side of things during the pandemic is that because there was so much uncertainty a lot of what was happening with businesses is that they were not laying people off a lot of the time because they didn't really know what was going to happen within like three months, right? And yeah, I think there was a point in time, and like in the first like month or so, where big companies and sometimes in like like government, like the city of Edmonton, like laid off a bunch of people. And there was a university here yeah. who laid off a bunch of people. So like there was definitely a bit of a panic moment. But you're right. Like at a, at a certain point, they were like, "Ooh, maybe there's some opportunity here," as they just started printing money for everybody. Yeah, well, and it got it got weird too because I think after a certain period of time, things shifted, and there was a recognition that 
they were going to need people at a yeah, certain man. point in time. Mm-hmm. And once everybody kind of figured out how things were kind of going on, I think that companies recognize, okay, like if we let these people go, we know we're going to need them at a certain point. We have to just kind of eat the money and yeah. just wait it out and know that when we get to the other end of things, like we're going to be better off. Um, and some companies were better than others. Yeah. And I mean, it, it also, some companies have the ability to lay people off easier than others, like hourly employees that are part, sure. like part-time, yeah. full-time, that type of setup. Like that's it's, a it's story to kind of let them go. And we yeah, ended up laying people off, but it was all of our warehouse staff, which are on an hourly, um, hourly wage. Right. So it's, it's the so salary say- employees. But did you say that this move was maybe a mistake? Are you having some like cold feet going into this? Or are you like pretty rock solid on like this is the move you needed to make? And because it all sounds really good. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's super well, not super. It's there's risks associated with it, right? Like we don't know we have no idea where this economy is going in the next six months. Are we going into a recession? Are we going into a period where you know, we're going to be back at like the beginning of 2020, you know, am I, so did you just throw away 13 years of tenure to go be a brand new person just as something crazy might be happening? Yeah. And and you're 13 and kind of what I was saying that a lot of people don't know about like that 13 years, you don't, a lot of people don't really understand how much power people have with those 13 years, just just from a financial perspective, like companies do not want to write those checks to people. So having that kind of nest egg, I guess you could say it does create some, some certainty and creates, you know, you're not going to not have a job, right? Like, and if you don't have a job, you know that you're going to have like the ability to have a golden parachute. I could, you could say now I'm completely exposed. Right. So that was, that was the thing for me where it was super important where, yeah, once, once my fiance went back to work, now she's making a full time income. Now I can begin to kind of take some risks. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, for me, I'm always thinking like five to 10 steps ahead. And I'm always thinking like, I know it's, it's not the greatest outlook, but I am thinking like, okay, what's the worst potential outcome of this scenario? Yeah. If things plan for the worst, hope for the best for sure. Yeah. That's good. My wife is the exact opposite. She's, She's more like she's high, the in the, high in the sky and she's the optimist, which is good because that helps me um, out a little bit as far as like balancing each other out and keeps mm-hmm. me kind of on the straight and narrow. But um, but yeah, so I mean, I think, it, like I said, I'm not regretting it at all. I think that just, you know, the unknown is kind of, it's scary, right? I mean, for anybody it is. Is that what has kept you at the last job for 13 years? Is that sort of mentality, do you think? Yeah, I think I get a. I think I've gotten a bit complacent too. Like I've been. Yeah, I have. You blinked, and then thirteen years happened. Yeah, faster than you thought too. I think every moment along the way, though, with that particular company, like I've been given, I've I progressed at every level. Like I've gone in, I've done entry level, I've done supervisor, I've done manager, and I've gone through the ranks, right? But I've hit kind of like a wall, I guess you could say, and. yeah, it just became very apparent specifically in the last like two to three months where, um, you know, I, I had gone back and I had asked for, for more compensation and then I just got gaslighted and I was, I was, I like, don't even know what that means. What do you mean you got gaslighted? Essentially, essentially the, co- the company was putting it back at me 
that it was my fault without taking any ownership for for essentially what they're responsible for like and they're not just they're just zero accountability right so for what um just around um like support so when we're when we're working i mean it's been tough for for corp- corporations but um managers specifically have been kind of left to pick up the pieces because there's just been so much staff turnover yeah so i mean there's been months over this pandemic specifically in the last year where i'm working like 50 to 75 hours of unpaid overtime right and that's and during that period of time right like my you know i'm having a conversation in april where you know my my attitude and my commitment is getting questioned and it's just like I'm just like, I, I I don't even like you read a lot of those communications and you just, you don't really know what to say. Right. Because it's like when you're, when you've been with a company for 13 years, first of all, to say that they don't have commitment is just, I mean, I don't even know really where to start with that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Attitude. I mean, okay. We like, we can have a conversation around that. I mean, I'm, I can be the first one to say like, I don't necessarily have the greatest of attitudes all the time. I can be a little bit pessimistic at at times and I don't get along necessarily with everybody. Right. But putting somebody in an environment where, you know, they're left to kind of pick up the pieces and work those kind of hours on a month to month to month basis. And you're continually asking for help and you're not getting help. You know, that's basically the entire story right there. Yeah. Well, and my response to that is like, Hey, like I don't really know anybody that in this company or in any other company that would have a positive attitude going into work, knowing that they're going to have to work 50 to 75 hours a month in overtime that they're not going to get compensated for. Like at some point in time, you know, it, it breaks. And again, like in my particular industry, I work in logistics. Um, you know, it's, it's a demanding industry, right? Like it's not a nine to five job. Just always on. Yeah, and I recognize that, but there's a difference between um, being always on and and being abused, right? And, yeah, and we we had kind of crossed that line. And, I feel uh, like more and more people are becoming aware of this these days. Like in the last maybe two years, especially like the notion that there's flexibility that this like we could have been working from home this whole time. Like that's like we just had to decide that this is what we were going to do. It seems like the power has shifted, I think, overall to to the labor side in a weird way. There's still obviously some areas that are a little bumpy and nasty for some people, but definitely it seems like there are more options. And sometimes people are just choosing not to work. They're just going like, I don't know. Like, there's this notion of like the great resign or whatever it's called. Like, dude, this is a real thing. People are just going to sit in their basements, I think, and do less. I heard I heard of somebody else that works like one of our customers, I mean, she is, her family has money. Like she's fairly wealthy and her husband works and she works like she has a really good job, but she doesn't need to work. Right. And it's like, yeah. she's not getting supported. She's not getting the help that she needs on a day-to-day basis. And she's just, she's actually left right around the same time as me. And she just said, it, I've had enough. I'm out. This like, sounds, I'm, this sounds like you're gone, leaving. Right? It sounds like you're leaving a terrible situation. It looks, sounds like you're going to an amazing situation. Yeah. Are you just not like, are you just not getting your hopes up at this point? Like I'm, I'm trying to get a measure of like, why are yeah. you like celebrating? <laughs> like this sounds am, like you're leaving. A, yeah. it, it sounds like you're leaving well, a place of 75 hours of a week. Like get away from that as fast as you can run away yeah. and don't look back. No. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause I think that like, and that's one of the things we talked about is with some of my other colleagues is like, 
there seems to be like a sense of relief with you. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it is like, it, yes. is, it is a, it is a sense of relief. I think the, the, the unknown, I think is kind of where things go because the thing is like the industry is really very much the same in a lot of different, different areas. But I think that having all of these different things, you know, being able to work remote. So that means like once my kids go to school, like I can literally walk my kid to school. Yeah, right? man. I can like pick up my kid after school. I can take care of, go out and take a 20 minute walk with the dog every day. Like those are things mm-hmm. I don't really have. And, you know, in my current role, it's a hybrid, hybrid type of thing, but like they want to send us back to the office. And I mean, that was one of the points, you know, in March where, you know, I'm grinding yeah. week after week working in a remote job and Terrible. you know, then they come back and they say hey you're gonna have to come in two to three times a week and i sit in front of a computer all day right and we've been managing i've been managing a team of nine people so i was like and that was one of the last straws for me where it was like how many more hours like i i simply said i'm like you get me the staff right and i'll come in but i said until you do that i'm like how many more hours do you need to take from me yeah for it to, for it to be good enough right like i got a basement to enjoy damn it Exactly. Oh, I, I'm. I'm happy yeah. to hear. I'm happy to hear that you found maybe yeah, greener. Man. Maybe is it greener? No, grass? I have. Yeah. I. I have. I think I'm just still. I'm still just trying to process because for me, like I left. This is the company that I. I went to when I graduated college. Like this is the yeah. only company I've ever known. So I think just trying to process leaving and you know, my mentor is still there. He's been with me for 13 years. Like it's it's a lot to like, just kind of like mm-hmm. walk away from that, but it's, it's definitely the right decision. It's definitely the right moment and the right time for me to do it. And I know that when I get to the other side of this, whether it's, whether this is a perfect opportunity, who knows, but it, it's something I got to do. You got to see what it leads to whatever's next, what, man. Exactly. hundred percent. It leads to it. I love it. Well, I, you know, we, we, you and I, I think on the last episode, we discovered that we're very similar in nature. And in this case, uh, very similar as well. I was with a, an organization for just short of 10 years, um, yeah. went through a lot of the same kind of uh, feelings as I left and went like, yeah, nuts to that. Like, I'm going to get out of here. I got that. My, I got my dream job. And then that, that in between time, I was like, I have to process this. This is a lot. Like I, yeah. I spent a lot of my life there, like a good portion of my, at the time, it was probably a third of my life. My actual like yeah. entire life was spent at this place. So probably similar for you as well, man. So can't wait to see what's next. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit though. Cause you and I did just hang out like two weeks ago, man. I know it was like just yesterday, man. It feels June. I was saying to Ryan, like I just don't even understand what has happened to June. I have traveled a ton over the last couple of months and now I find ourselves just heading on into the Canada day weekend coming up here pretty soon, which is actually it's coming up on a weekend, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah man. This, Friday this year. We'll take it. I love which it, man. Which is good because I think last year it was, I think July 1st was a Wednesday, which Yeah, it's like sucks. a Wednesday. Totally. Yeah. Not yeah, fun. Who needs a, Not fun. No, we need, a, we need a nice long weekend. But what did you think of the um, the event overall, dude? Like, was that, was that one of your first um, kind of showcases you got to go in person? We have, None of us have done anything in the last two years, so I can't imagine if you've done anything like that ever yeah yeah that was the first that was the first showcase that i've ever been to um first you know video game event that i've ever been to i've never been to like an e3 or even any like conventions or anything so that was kind of it was super unique to kind of like go to that and it 
almost kind of like felt like okay things are kind of finally getting back to normal we're seeing each mm-hmm. other in person all of those different things but yeah it was it was really good to kind of meet a bunch of the different people that i've been interacting with on twitter um for the first time in person um yeah it's great to hang out with you know you ryan court nagachaka nagachaka's there man yeah dude yeah the carpool model but uh but yeah no it was it was yeah it was a blast man we just we got to meet steve Vigvari. we got to to meet a bunch of the guys just kind of hang out and, and do that i mean it's it's not like having like that much of like a diehard passion towards video games i don't necessarily say is something that i've had like my entire life mm-hmm. so like really like going like full steam into like this hobby's been really been really good i mean i definitely have played video games since i was since I was like, you know, five to 10 years old, but, um, I'm, I'm not never been quite kind of like obsessed as I am kind of now with it. Um, yeah. which of course is the time in my life where I have, you know, a lot less time to actually invest in it. But isn't that but yeah, the silliest was, thing that I feel the exact same way? Like maybe it's just, we're finally like settling on into just our lives. And we had, I don't know, maybe this gets back into the whole like twenties and even before when we were, before we were 20, like. We had a lot of different things going on, you know? Now we can just, like, we've simplified, I would say. I I don't know. Maybe in certain ways, maybe some ways it's more complicated than ever. But you kind of get choosy with how you're going to spend your your free time and you're comfortable. Your life is much more scheduled. Like That's that's a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. Like, you you don't have a great deal of time anymore. You have moments. Yeah. That's kind of what I call it, where it's like, okay, like you have a moment of like two to three hours a day where you like, I know. you might be able to kind of like grab some time to like do things. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, family obligations kind of definitely change things. You've got your relationship with your significant other that you kind of have to kind of take care of as well. And you have your job and, you know, at some point in time you have to try to sleep um, because it's unhealthy not to sleep. I don't know if anybody knows that, but <laughs> dude, save the people in the back, sleep. man. You got to get yeah. your sleep. Yeah. So yeah, just, it gets trickier. I mean, in, in college, right. I mean, we always used to call it killing time. Cause that's literally what you would do. You just, you would kill time. Like you'd sit that's there, crazy. you could sit there all day, you know, and just play video games and the time would just kind of pass and that would be the end of it. Right. Like nobody, mm-hmm. you can just, you can't do that. Like I just can't do that anymore. And it just, uh, yeah, I mean it's different. It's it's a good thing though. I think finding um, what I found is as I've got older too though is that you have less you have less time to kind of feel sorry for yourself and kind of get caught up on yourself if you're always busy, right? Like that's the big thing is that you when you've kind of got tons of time to sit around and kind of feel sorry for yourself, it's not exactly very good for the mind. But if you're always busy, you got work to do. You know, you got activities to do like golf or you got you know, people that you go, you're going to see on a regular basis, you know, having podcasts and stuff like that. I mean, it gives a lot less room for kind of negative thoughts and stuff to kind of creep mm-hmm. in, right? What's the saying? Something about the devil's idle hands or something, the idle hands are the devil's tool or something like that. Like, is it the sounds, reasons why we get kids right. busy and we keep them doing extracurriculars? Because if not, then they'll get themselves into trouble. And yeah, as we, as we start to hit the world and it's complicated and life is hard and everything, if you're not keeping busy moving on to the next thing you can just sit and dwell and thinking about <laughs> you're not doing anything and it's like this terrible circular set of thinking that yeah i've been i've been there it's not good but there's the other side I've, of it too yeah. where you're so busy where you don't even have time to think that's not good either you know so no and I you think, have to like 
you have to kind of try to find a balance too, right? Like you need to find like time to like just do your own thing. Like just it's good to have your own hobbies too, right? Like your wife should have her own hobbies. You should have your own hobbies. I your agree kids should have their own hobbies. Like it's super important to to kind of have those those things, right? Because if you guys are sharing the same hobbies or you're only doing everything together, it's it can be super unhealthy, right? So, but yeah, I mean, I think it's I've, for some people, not not for not for me. I would say, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't describe. I can't say if it's healthy or not healthy. I just think that it's for some people. It's just not for me. Like it wouldn't be healthy for me and Chelsea to have the same hobbies all the time. All like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if it's like if I could say like generally speaking, some people like are they thrive because they do the same thing. They love it. Like I know some people who are yeah, business true. partners together. I don't understand how they would do ever do that. Like to own a business together and work together. So they like work together and they go home and they hang out and they talk about work together. Like goodness gracious. But I know that people are like certain people thrive in that sort of situation. But again, not for me, <laughs> which is why no. I was worried about dating Chelsea at the beginning, because we worked for the same place. But we we kind of determined that we were far enough away from each other as far as like the locations that we worked in, the departments and our actual workload like didn't really touch. So like, yeah, yeah. it'll probably be fine. And also, I, I remember saying, like, I was here first. So if anything kind of goes crazy, like you got to go. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which she ended up doing anyways, I guess. Nice. Nice. How's uh how's the podcast going, man? You guys are you guys are getting up there. It seems like you're just like you're in your rhythm. You're ready to, you're doing it, man. Royal City Gaming. Yeah, we yeah, it's going well, man. I think like we're 24, 25 episodes in. Like it's it's good. I think we're struggling to like get like a weekly cadence. I think as we get like Yeah further along with the kids i think it's uh it's getting more challenging to find like the time every week um mateo who i podcast with he's uh he's been going through some back surgery that he he was he's been dealing with back pain for most of his life he's got major that issues sucks. so i think yeah so it's super tough but we've been uh we've actually been podcasting with will key he actually he yes. guessed it on here. I think you know Will. Dude, yeah. he reached out so. to me the other day, actually. I think I'm going to be chatting okay, with him nice. probably in a few months. I, I think we're scheduling God knows into the future. But that, yeah. that's awesome. It's funny that you yeah. mentioned he bring him up because when I was, um, obviously I knew I was going to be chatting with you tonight, but for whatever reason, like I think of you two together, actually. I, like I think I didn't know that you guys like really knew each other at all. Maybe I did somewhere in my deep conscious, but I have you guys sort of like in the same area of my brain together. I think it's your dedication to your family. I think it's your like crazy work ethic. Maybe it's the Ontario yeah. connection. I think he's in Ontario. So he it lives literally 30 minutes from me. There it is. Like yeah. 30 minutes away. And he uh, he actually lives in a town 10 minutes from where I grew up. So he, yeah, like we're very like close to each other. And yeah, just I think I'm, how did I even, I'm trying to think of how I met him. I either found him on Twitter or I found his podcast, one or the other, yep. the, the Outbreak podcast, which is, I think he does a great job with that. It's like yeah, 30 man. minutes a week and he just, he does it solo, which I like doing Dude. a solo podcast is like, that is a skill, man. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people get, get enough credit for, for literally just spitting on the mic for 30 minutes or longer. Like it, anybody that does 30 minutes or longer on their own on a podcast and carries it from beginning to end is, is, is a champion man at, at, at talking publicly like it's hard man to do that 
It's a good skill to practice, though, man. I think podcasting, like, like I've said it a billion times over, but like everybody should get into it. Everybody's going to get something different out of it, whether it's like the skill that you practice of talking, whether it's relationships or even getting good at having relationships, whatever it is, or if it's just filling your bucket, like somebody is going to get something different out of it. Um, he was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes before you, actually. So he so I was probably I may have heard him on the podcast then. That's September twenty awesome. seventh, he was on this show, and then you can and then Court Lalonde actually came on on October twenty fifth. So speaking of a whole bunch of uh, Ontario stuff, yeah, Will was on the twenty seventh. Then um, uh, Delroy was over in Germany for goodness sakes. Court was on the twenty fifth. Um, Dan was on the first. Then Babbitt. Oh, Matt Midwood on November eighth yeah. as well. So there you go, man. Andrew Watson down the street from you as well. He was on a, yeah. on December sixth. He was a week after you. So we got a bunch of Canadians on the on We the Gamer Cast, dude. I love that you guys have connected. That totally, in my mind, as if it matters at all, just makes sense to me, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I think, yeah, it's just it's been good. I mean, he's he doesn't like pop on every single time, but like I'll text him and say, "Hey, are you around? You want to chat for an hour?" Like. Mateo was actually out on the last podcast we did like a showcase and summer game fest rundown and he just he's like yeah I'll pop in in like an hour we don't we usually just do an hour but he was on we were on there for like an hour and 40 minutes and we we're just kind of going and I think we realized after we got through summer game fest we're like oh shit it's gonna take like way longer to get through all these different <laughs> games right yeah. um so that so it kind of it kind of went a little bit longer than than we were expecting, but uh, he's in Guelph a lot. So I like we actually kind of want to meet up in person and just uh, just hang out, have a couple couple beers. He's got mm-hmm. a little kiddo as well, so maybe we'll do yes, a little backyard kind of barbecue and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, it's been good, man. I've met like through like listening to you guys, like through your podcast network, and then just really just exploring lots of other like super small podcast man i've been able to like meet a lot of other people on twitter and and online which is that's the craziest that's the craziest thing like it's it's out of these small communities that we're meeting so many people it's not from like the ginormous ones and maybe some people have if you want to call that success out of that like i don't know but it's these small tightly knit communities where like it's if you're in it you just know that we're all a bunch of friends and that kind of makes it easy to to reach out to somebody and go, yeah, Nagachaka, you can pick me up from the airport. That would be awesome, dude. And we'll meet up with everybody downtown-ish and we'll kind of figure it all out. Like that's, I, I'm calling it now, a year from now, you and or Will will be back on the show and you guys will have just joined forces. You've just come yeah, well, that's It's not going to be a guest situation. You're just going to be yeah, partners. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, might, we might end up doing that. I mean, it's something we've been kind of, well, not we, it's something that I've been kind of thinking about, like either doing something as like participating in some respects in a larger like podcasting group, um, just maybe in like a smaller capacity or, or just making our, our group larger so yeah. that it just makes it easier because it just, it gets harder when you have to be there every single week and you've got to do the podcast, right? It's, it's a lot. Like, I mean, you know, like you've got like what, like a hundred podcasts. So just about, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do some sort of celebration when we finally hit a hundred podcasts, but yeah, I did two today. Uh, I'll do another one tomorrow night. You know, it's, it's at a certain point it's, it's a little ridiculous, but that's the best thing is, I don't know. I don't even know how to ask the question, but like, you know, there's the, 
doing the podcast itself, but how are you finding like the thinking about the podcast outside of it? Like, how are you, is it like strategizing to you? Is it creative thinking time? Like what is the, the meta of the podcast to you? Yeah. I mean, so for me, it's, there's like, you have to have planning going into it. And that's like what a lot of people don't really, a lot of people that are listening to some of these smaller podcasts that are listening to your bigger, like your bigger podcast is that like, it isn't just Sean and Ryan and court just literally getting on the mics and just talking, right? Like there's a lot of planning that goes on in the background. Like you have to have notes going into it as far as what you're going to talk about, what you're going to say and all of that stuff takes time. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, there's all of that that kind of goes on. I think that's the part of it that I kind of like probably more than anything is just kind of what, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, Obviously just kind of hanging out and chatting obviously is, is is a good thing but i think kind of like coming up with okay these are the topics that everybody's talking about or that you know we need to talk about um that's probably the aspect like i do all the show notes and everything for for the show uh mateo does all the editing for for the podcast Mm -hmm. i'll I'll edit from you know from time to time but but yeah i think i think just kind of you know watching the discourse on twitter trying to come up with different things that we can kind of talk about on a weekly basis I'm glad you said that. I'm glad that you mentioned that you actually enjoy that because for a lot of people and right, I I think rightfully so, like it's a, it can be a grind for them, but I love the other side of it as well. Like probably as much as the actual podcasting itself, like to the point where uh, I was looking in in my notes for the last time that we chatted and right around, um, Oh, look at that. I flipped to right here. Uh, but right before my conversation with you, I've got four or five pages of like the rebranding to carpool gaming. I was already thinking about that back in, back in, in those times, which was, whatever we just said back in November, like this was, there's pages and pages way before that even. So yeah. I don't, you don't do that if you don't enjoy it. I don't think you, you find yourself leaving that pretty quickly if it's something that you don't really enjoy. No. And I think you have to like, I think you have in this, well, one of the things that I think I've found has been good with podcasting is, and one of the things I've noticed is that like nothing ever really remains the same. Like there are some things that like remain the same. um, But I find like a lot of different content creators are constantly adapting some quicker than others. Right. And you know, they, they'll literally like they'll throw some of the craziest shit at at the wall. Right. Just Mm -hmm. to try to, see if it sticks or see if it works coming up with different like topics or different like um show i don't even know how to try what i'm trying to think what i'm trying to say right now but segments essentially different segments of the show of things that they'll talk about just to try to see if it'll kind of fit and uh and yeah i think that that's great because i think one of the other things too is like with podcasts i think if you do the same thing over and over again i think it can kind of get it can get a little bit stale at times right like i think definitely you know, you do create most people that are creating content are creative people, right? So you do mm-hmm. want to be creative. Like some of the other shows that are out there, like, you know, they're just doing the same thing week in and week out. And that's fine, right? A lot of the time they're just kind of new shows. But I think with a lot of the smaller content creators, that's one of the things I see the most of is, you know, they're trying new shows or they're trying like to change up their existing format to try to like, make it better right i think it's always a constant like puzzle on a dude that's why basis. that's exactly why i was recording the xbox drive in a car 
I mean, part of it was yeah. just from a time limitation standpoint, but like I just wanted it to be like, well, who would who in their right mind would even think about doing that? Most people would say it can't be done, and we, we I wanted to do it, and you know, we we haven't been able to do it for a while just because of um, damn cell phone reception somehow getting worse. But one day that will be yeah. fixed, and one day we'll be back in the car. But in the meantime, in order for things not to get stale, like even just going live shakes things up. Like the the changes yeah. in my in my sort of time and reflection on it all is like you don't need anything transformational in order to shake it up like just a little like just a little little change just a little something something like um like for us it's just going live is enough of a difference for our shows not to be totally the same and for us to be bored or i hopefully the audience not to be bored but like how are you, you finding know, that how are you i love it you guys are doing all of them live now and obviously on youtube how yeah. are you finding because that's a lot of people don't know like that's when you're when you're doing it live, right? Going to do it's it live, very, yeah. Do it live. Uh, it's a very different uh, experience as far as like how you approach it. Like, have you had to change kind of how you do things or how you guys do things? I think the only thing that for us, it's like just that we have an active chat. Luckily, that is is there with us. But if, like, and maybe I'm missing something because um, when I worked with Bobby Pauls, uh, he he definitely was affected by going live more than more than I was. And I think partly because like he his um streaming setup was a little tedious, so going live to him was taxing from a like focus standpoint, he definitely preferred doing it off air. But for me like I don't stop and start anyway, so like it's like this is as live as it would be on the if we were to do it on YouTube right now. The only difference is yeah. there's nobody here with us. And for this show, I feel like it is important for it to just be like you and me right now. Like, I don't yeah. want to be distracted by by a chat or anything. But for, like, the Xbox Drive, it's such a silly show anyways. And the Nintendo Drive don't even get me started. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> bring on the craziness. Like, who cares? I don't I don't feel like it. I feel like it only enhances. I don't think that it um, that it distracts, at least for me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. No, I think it's I think it's great because I can I mean I can pop in and just kind of see you guys and I don't think you were doing, like I don't think you were doing video on all of your podcasts. Nope. Prior, we made to, it a goal. Right? So we think, made it a goal on uh, when we rebranded. We're sort of like, okay, these are some things, and this is a lot of the notes that we've got in these pages. Like, these are things that would probably be good and people would probably want to see. So we throw them up as Patreon goals as well as um, the focus is really on YouTube. Um, to try and get some of those numbers up there. So we found pretty quickly that live content does huge numbers compared to posted videos, at least for for us and podcasting goes. Like we don't do like a, here's five things you need to know about blah, blah, blah. Like we don't really do those style yeah. of YouTube videos. It's It's primarily podcasting content. So live podcasting content on YouTube works for us because that's the content we make and it seems to be what people want. So... Yeah, it's been um I, I don't know. I, I don't I wouldn't do it any other way. How I will say, and Ryan and Kato will probably hate me saying this, it's like the second my my phone reception gets better and I can do a, a video conference from my car, we're back on the yeah. road, man. Like that we're I don't want to be doing it from here for, for much longer, to be honest with you. We'll see how I mean it's kind of out of my hands on that front, but I wanna be back in the car. I wanna be driving around, I wanna be ordering my coffee from McDonald's and doing stupid stuff because like you said, I can't I can't be staying doing the same thing forever or I'll get bored. Audience will get bored. And then it's just another Xbox show. That's true. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, so what, what's going on? Like, is the cell service just bad in your neighborhood or yep. nobody has no, nobody has any idea what's going on? Well, two, two things. One work actually, uh, they, they moved away from providing us with phones. So they just, they said, uh, well, they'll give us money towards our own. And at about the same time I switched from Telus to Shaw and that it was a bad it decision. It was a bad yeah. choice. So, uh, but even still, and I, I still have my work phone, which is really weird, but now I can't connect it. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. We've definitely tried to the frustration of myself and Shirley to Ryan and Cato to record it once again in the car. But we got to get to the point where I can have a <laughs> so stupid, like I literally record from my car, man. Um, but that's how, that's how it started. It was a Skype call from my car on the way to work. So I've just now got to be able to get good enough reception that I can transmit video before. Cause we never did video on these shows before. I wasn't taught. I wasn't no. looking at Kato or Ryan. It was literally yeah. just a call that we would make a podcast out of. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I yeah, want to get, going I'll get well. crazy I again. Mean, I think you guys have like stepped up to uh, another level too with like the YouTube, the YouTube side of things. Like you guys have subs. You guys have like a pretty significant subscriber base on YouTube now, which is great. And thanks, man. There's a regular content that's kind of dropping on a regular basis. So it's it's good, man. You guys have added a couple different new shows. Your Patreon's been doing really, really well. Patreon, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, but enough about me. I, I already, I already feel like I've gone enough about me long enough. What are some of the things that you want to do? What are the, what's going on in that old brain of yours? Is the mix up with, uh, with Will kind of at the forefront, or what kind of things you want to do to shake things up over there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I would definitely like to do something with Will, but I think Will, like Will's got his, he's got a new job, which I'm sure he'll tell you lots about when, when he's on. I'll convince he's got him to that kind to, of going on, and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's doing that. And then, I mean, he's got his own podcast and then family, right? So, I mean, I think he's got a lot going on. So, I don't know if, I don't think he really wants to kind of change his podcast. And I think kind of adding a guest kind of takes away from like kind of how he's doing things. But yeah. you never know. I think, like I said, one of the things podcasting, it changes, you know, very frequently. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if me and him kind of started doing something here and there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as goals are concerned, I don't really know. I mean, from a podcasting perspective, I'm really just kind of getting on the mic and just kind of talking, interacting. Like I do like to to check in with a couple of different podcasts. Like I've been on um, NXS Cast. I don't know if you've heard of those guys, but they're California guys. They I'll check are friends out. with uh, yeah, they're friends with uh, Badbit and and Ains. Like they've they've had a, had them on the the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Daniel Dash Dash Revolver on Twitter. Uh, but they do a really good podcast and Jeremy and Kevin, um, but they're really good guys. Um, very laid back. They play a ton of video games like dash as well as plays, plays a lot of video games. Same with Kevin. I mean, all three of them do. So it's, I, they usually do like a two hour show They're They do it on YouTube. I don't think they go live on YouTube, but, uh, but yeah, they do, they do a really good podcast. I've guessed it on that. Um, also, I, that's pretty much the only place I've guessed it. But I just I would like to to kind of do a little bit more of that, maybe in like the next year or two. Um, we'll see kind of where our podcast goes. I don't know if it's going to you know get past you know a year or two, and if it doesn't, that's totally cool. Like I mean, if we end up folding and then we ends up creating something else, then it's kind of it's accomplished its goal. Like it was really just to kind of start podcasting, start interacting with people, learning how to 
get a regular cadence, how to, how to essentially do a podcast. Right. Cause that's, that's half the battle. Like the first <laughs> four or five yeah. episodes were just a dumpster fire. So I think <laughs> learning how to get, learning how to get on the mic on a regular basis and be able to hold a conversation and talk about things, you know, with, with other people um, for an hour or two, it sounds easy, but it's, it's not right. So I think, I think there's, there's that side of things. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, yeah it's I mean, like, that's, like anything new, man. Yeah, definitely. I love the way that you say that. Like it's, it, it, whatever happens, happens. It's kind of done its job. It, it, that's such a good place to be. Not, not too high expectations, not going to be too hard on yourself, but if something amazing happens, then you'll be there. You're going to be ready for something amazing to present itself to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, like, even if, if this new job, you know, starting in a couple of weeks, I mean, if I start there and I just find there isn't any time to, to do it, then, you know, that may end up being the case. Right. And then it's just becomes, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to not play video games, but I'd rather play video games and I'll just interact with kind of people on Twitter and, and do all of that. And if, someone wants me to pop in and and do a show or something like that, that would be totally cool. And maybe that's where I end up in six to 12 months. I don't know, but there's imagine that imagine a hobby where you just play the games. I I can't even imagine. I'm I'm so far removed from that at this point, but the the idea is is enticing. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Like I, I almost feel like doing a podcast on a weekly basis. And if I'm not playing, the games on a on a week to week basis. I I don't want to say I feel bad talking about it, but it's it's hard to like speak intelligently sometimes about certain things when you know all you've really looked at is something on Twitter for like two minutes, right? And then you're you're popping on a podcast, right? Like sometimes I almost feel like some of some of what I'm saying necessarily is kind of disingenuous in that way. So it's yeah, and I just I don't have all the time in the world to play even you know, more than one or two games at a time. Right. So trying to, to do all that can, can be difficult. And I mean, maybe that means the podcast shifts into something else too. Right. I mean, it's more of like a general conversation podcast. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, look at Kato and I, man, look at, look at the Nintendo drive. We are not Nintendo analysts at all. We pick maybe one, one piece of news. And then we just go like, we talk about what's on the eShop this week or whatever. Like, and this is, this is classic, like 20 some odd episodes kind of reflection. That's, this is what it sounds like. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, what am I supposed to talk about? And is there even a supposed to, or is it just like what I want to do? And is there a version where, you just figure out what that truly is instead of what you think it should be. I think that's like a very natural place to be a couple dozen episodes into the, into the run here. Yeah. And I, yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, I think what you guys are doing with the Nintendo podcast is great. Cause I think, I think too, with Nintendo, they just, they don't have like the, the breadth of releases that you might see on Xbox and or PlayStation where you you're going to come after you now. Able- Oh, they're all, yeah, probably. They're Don't coming come after at, you now, they're, dude, yep. They're adding me on Twitter, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard, it's it's harder to do a weekly Nintendo podcast, just my own opinion. Like, I think that, you know, you can be, gra- you're grabbing at straws sometimes to do to do a weekly podcast for Nintendo. And again, 
I'm gonna get a ton of hate I, on Twitter. For there this, you go. But. One and there's a there's a ton of Nintendo podcasts out there, and one of the things that I just love watching and embracing is just the different styles of Nintendo podcasts that there can be yep. like because they're one of the things that jumped out to me with Bobby when he had his YouTube channel was like, dude had a new uh, Nintendo talk. I think I can't. I think that's what he called it. Uh, he would do a five to ten minute video every day about the new the Nintendo news that came out that day. He did Monday to Friday and every day in between. And I was like, I remember thinking the exact opposite of what you're saying about Nintendo, where I was like, I would kill for like Xbox to have daily news. That would be amazing. Huh. And back then, it was so far from the truth. But it. it this is where um, where Cato and I think we've got a pretty good sense of like what we want to actually do and that we don't really get swayed by what others are doing necessarily is when I listen to like Nintendo dads, they can do a two and a half hour podcast and they've got a ton of news. I listen to like the House of Mario or Nintendo Shack, like Nintendo Pals. These guys all have tremendously deep and amazing conversations about a wide variety of news. Cato and I just don't have much to say about most of those topics where other people totally will so we just kind of let go of we had i think there was maybe once maybe twice where we had show notes where it was like a bunch of stuff and we're like don't like we're we're actually on the show and i think we're like don't care don't care like moving on moving on we're like well that's dumb i remember i remember that episode right right (laughs) like why would we even put we're in control this is the notion you were getting at earlier like it's not like you go to google.com and download your show notes from podcaster delivery service like you get to make your own show you get to make it whatever the heck you want it to be so if you're running into things we're like "Ah, i don't know if i should be speaking to this or that it's like i feel like that's a that's a flag for you man like you can definitely like think on that for a little bit what does that actually mean for what you want to do instead of like what you feel you should be doing yeah and i would agree like some of the some of the nintendo podcasts too like they get they get creative with things like all of the podcasts you mentioned, like house of Mario, like drew and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm trying to think it's drew and uh, Bryce and Bryce, Bryce. Yes. Both of them. I know, I know, I know both of them, like their, their podcast, right? Like they might not necessarily be talking about like the exact thing that's kind of going on with Nintendo every week. They'll talk about it, but they'll just, they'll go off on a very like specific talk. It, the, topic and they'll just talk for like an hour like those guys are great um i also think too like from a creativity perspective like both of them will do just crazy things like on their podcast like they'll do improv they'll do mm-hmm. um you know unique to their things, skits right? and I think, yeah it's so good yeah like it's just it's different i mean nintendo pals is another one um nintendo dads like there's lots of great nintendo voice chats another one um yeah there, I mean, there's lots of good Nintendo podcasts out there for sure. Nice, man. Well, uh, look, dude, it's been awesome catching up with you. I'm glad to hear that life has got this kind of amazing turn for you here. Um, obviously going to have to have you back on. We stay in touch anyway, so I'm going to be – I'm very curious to see what, what this life change has in store for you. I'm going to be on the side of your 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 partner, your fiancé, just go, I am the eternal optimist. I think this is the best thing for you. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely nothing awesome, will go wrong. Gonna it's going to be – it's going to be incredible. Uh, we've talked a little bit about your podcast. Do you want to go ahead and tell the people listening where they can find you on the internet and your and your your creative endeavors, my friend? Yeah, man. Uh, so you guys can find us uh, at Royal City Gaming on Twitter, uh, and if you just put in Royal City Gamescast on any of the podcatchers, uh, you can find us there. We usually do like a weekly or biweekly uh, 
news and show essentially about gaming. Uh, we talk about what we've been watching on TV and movie-wise and uh, what we've been playing game-wise. Check us nice out. man that'd be great or you can find jordan on a previous episode of the xbox drive where we did a rundown of the um of the summer yes. game fest actually which was pretty awesome we did that in dude one of one of a uh, very few in-person podcast recordings and you you saw the setup that we did i don't know if you knew this but the audio that we ended up using was from the iphone sitting on the table not from the microphones set up really? all over the place it was okay. actually from the iphone sitting in the middle of the table that was all that was the best audio that you guys that had, was the be- <laughs> that was the best oh, one damn. we listened to all of them that was that was definitely the best one so shout oh. out to anybody who does podcasts in person because that ain't easy man that is it's way easier to do yeah. it this way over skype or whatever yeah dude crazy cool man crazy. well thanks for carving out time tonight and uh i hope that you can get back to enjoying your wonderful basement my friend yeah man we'll talk to you soon Thirteen years at the same company. I was almost going to say the same job, but I don't think that was the case. Uh, many jobs, many new opportunities, but thirteen years. I'm very curious if you guys are still here, especially on YouTube. Um, you guys, let us know. We had a little bit of game sprinkled in here, but we definitely focused a little bit on on life and careers and um, just the new responsibilities. Man, I really wanted to dive into that a little bit with Jordan because a lot of what he was saying was really resonating with me, especially as. I think I'm just a couple years older. I think like we're on a similar path, but like there's something to be said about taking on the responsibility of like, he, he kind of mentioned like, you don't get as much freedom. You don't get to just like do whatever you want when you've got a couple extra mouths to feed and a, and a roof to pay for and all these things like the, um, the risk taking is lessened. I don't want to say it's over. Cause I don't feel like it is over. I feel like I'm still taking risks. I feel like this, even just doing this, the content creation is kind of where I get to where I get to do that and kind of see what else what else am I capable of, man? And that's what this is all about. I've actually got a nice reminder that I've set up for myself. Every nine o'clock in the morning, I've got my phone telling me, uh, what is it? What do I say? It says, uh, push me, I can handle it. Because I can handle it, man. We can do this. We can set our minds to something, we can absolutely do it. There's a little pump up talk for you to go about your day. Whatever you've got your mindset on, just just get it done, man focus up i love it tell me about it too i would love to hear about it now that's enough about that please follow jordan on twitter jla underscore 15 i'm sean capri sean the connor capri like the pants carpool gaming on uh youtube instagram tiktok apparently uh <laughs> it's pretty amazing follow all the things links in the show notes i want to quickly get to um a return to form here i've been away i've been i've been traveling i've been crazy the last couple of weeks i haven't had a bobby clip in a, in a little while And I want to thank Josh Stapleton for continuing to send just a wonderfully curated list of clips from the hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of hours of of Bobby Pauls on the Internet. This is me and him on an episode of Cup of Joe and Nintendo, which was just a just as it sounds. We just we would grab a cup of coffee. We used to record at five thirty six in the morning and just talk about stuff. This is him going on about Dragon Quest, Dragon Warriors, playing with his cousins. It's a great story. I miss Bobby. Hug your loved ones. Be nice to each other, especially now. Holy crap. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Me and my best friend, we used to every day, he'd mm-hmm. come over right after school. Uh, we'd save our lunch money. Like, we wouldn't spend our lunch money. 
and we would walk to the store, right? Mm-hmm. And the store, the store was about two miles away, right? Yeah. We'd walk to the store. We'd go in there. One of us would buy, like, a bunch of Suzy Q's, yeah. which, is a, which is a cake. Yeah, it's yeah. A chocolate cake, cream-filled, white. Oh, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, so but one of us would buy a bunch of that, and the other one would buy, like, two one-liter bottles of, like, grape soda or orange soda. Right, a liter it, it, bottle. A liter I'm amazed. Bottle. Liter yeah, bottle. Yeah, wow. But liter. it was, but it was like, it was weird because it was like this. Uh, like it was like basically like the store's mm-hmm. version of it, right? And then we would go home, and we would go back to the house, just chilling out, eating our Susie Q's and drinking our soda, and like playing Nintendo. And yeah, it would man. be like we'd be playing like Baseball Stars or Dragon Quest, um, which is or Dragon Warrior. Uh, you played that with with a lot of people sitting around. Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, like it's, it's so, that was just like, me and my buddy. So what would yeah, happen yeah, yeah. is is um, we would take turns. We would play for, and we both had save files that mm-hmm. we were doing, and we would play for an hour. I would play for an hour, and then I would shut down, and then he would play for an hour. And basically, the hour was just grinding. That's yeah. all you did. You just ran around in circles fighting enemy. It was so dumb. I don't know why that game. Honestly, that's why Final Fantasy beat it so bad because mm-hmm. it, Dragon Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest games were just grind fests back then. Yeah, but like Final Fantasy was like, hey, you had to grind a little bit, but like the story kept progressing and the stories were fantastic and the music was fantastic, but like it was just so so good. But yeah, man, I wow. I, I think back to that time and I'm like, this is just you can't recapture. So like for mm-hmm. me, like when I took the week off of work. For Animal Crossing, that was absolutely me recapturing. Oh, no kidding. Because I'm no like, kidding. I got nothing to do. I got mm-hmm. no school. We're just going to hang out and play Animal Crossing. It was yeah, dude. Best, man. You know, my well, my brothers are very much still in.